This is Wandering Wanders, two ordinary guys wondering about extraordinary things. So you can hear me. <laughs> Round two. And we're back, folks. We're back. Joseph decided to ignore me and turn my microphone off for a solid 30 seconds. Not even 30. Not even 30. I felt offended. Could because... you imagine if we had gone through the entire thing now? I mean, <laughs> you couldn't hear me at all. <laughs> just nothing. That was a good catch. Just you through my microphone. <laughs> just, just me echoing the background. Sound. Let's see what that sounds like. This is what it sounds like. It's, it's, yeah, it would suck. It would suck, definitely yeah, not be good. Be I don't know if you heard that I at would all. sound fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and it would just be a good dialogue with you. People could insert their own dialogue with you. It would be really boring. Maybe we <laughs> should do that. No. We should. The we... reason this works is because you bring the life to the conversation. Yeah, you bring the wonder. <laughs> I bring the wonder, I guess. <laughs> it's, a, it's a two-sided, two-folded, beautiful thing. Um, that it is. Yes. So the the question I have, okay. I, I yeah. don't think you'll actually be able to answer immediately. And so oh, I hope this is a that, stump. Okay, that so, is a see. I'm legendary which, for which answering questions immediately. Okay, so let's cool. see. So this actually flows into the topic for tonight. Oh as well. shoot! So this is great. I might not be able to answer it immediately. Mm, oh gosh, great. I'm worried. So when you become a missionary, one of the like big things is meeting new people. Oh, right. yeah. So oh, you yeah. Have to, like, meet new people constantly. You're talking about, like, a focused missionary. Sure. Oh, uh, okay. That's, just that's your experience. That um, is my yes. experience. So yeah, that's okay. your experience. Yep. I think, in general, meeting new people, yes. But the yep. question's directed at you. Good. Um, Thank you. I'm so, here. what would you say most excites you in a conversation when you're meeting someone new? When I find out, see how quick this Dang answer was? Oh, <laughs> because I thought about this because I was a focused missionary. When I find out what people are really genuinely excited about. Dang, and you're just going to take my answer, too. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, please, please continue. Please That's continue. definitely it. One of my questions. So, like, when I became a missionary, I this wanted so to find. I <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I thought it was going to happen. No, no. Well, I wanted to find out. You know, ways to start good conversation, but I realized that part of that meant I had to actually be interested. Okay, that is that's important. an important. I can't just make important. you talk without caring at all. Now, what did I want to hear about that that I cared about and they cared about? And I discovered it was I would ask people, "What's your greatest passion?" Deep question. Yep. People would take long times to answer. They would usually give like one or two or three answers that. Uh, somehow would end up either me or them being like, that's not your greatest passion. That's something you kind of like yeah. and you're comfortable saying. And then eventually it would get to them being like, oh, and they start like just getting really into it and they're talking and they're, they yeah. really care and you care because, you know. Because they care. Because they care. Yeah. It really is contagious when, when people care. So when I the thing that excites me most when I meet somebody, is finding out what they really, genuinely care about. What do they love? What are their passions? What about you, Joseph? That's a great answer. <laughs> I was, Thank I you. I was truly going to say when... I, I, I was actually originally going to phrase the question differently. Because mm-hmm. there's some there's some conversations you have where you just kind of like click with the person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think in those interactions, it's when I meet someone who knows what they're passionate about. 
Uh-huh. And are okay with being passionate about it. Yes, right? absolutely. So, and it's crazy how many people aren't okay with being passionate about the things that they're genuinely passionate about. Yeah, like being timid about. about what you love. Yeah, like, oh, but, what do you love? Like, I like soccer. You love, like, you love, you soccer? love soccer? Yeah. Okay, well, why? And then you're like, oh, well, this. And then you're like, so you just kind of enjoy playing soccer. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so, uh, okay, I'll well, keep going. Yeah. So it always, I, and I've had this happen a couple times, when you meet someone who just, like, doesn't think they're passionate about anything. Yes. And that's, that's kind of scary to me. Um, in the sense that, like, I don't, I don't. I don't understand how you get there. Really? And that's the... See, that that kind of makes sense to me. Not necessarily that I feel that, but just with, like, looking at the world... Oh, that's... And seeing <laughs> the... Yeah, seeing the amount of numbing that happens for people to try and be happy. Like, you know, I... Well, uh, this isn't going to work out. Like, realism. Ugh. You know, I'm just being realistic. No, you're being a downer, okay? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that just like seeing the world tries to just destroy your passions and make you passionate about things that it's passionate about. And uh, if you're not passionate about what people think of you and all this stuff, then it's like, oh, I guess nothing. Usually they actually have a passion. They, do. they just don't think they do. Yeah. And not usually. They always do. Everybody's passionate. I've, I've had a couple. I've had a couple conversations where genuinely there just wasn't really? anything they were interested in. Ooh, that's you're right. That is scary. Yeah. That's different. And so it's not so much that like they aren't confident in it or they couldn't pull it out or whatever, but just like no, I don't really have anything that that interests me. I feel like that can't be true. I hope not. You know, hope springs eternal in the words of Eli Yendo. Does but. spring eternal. <laughs> Golly. Um, yes. So, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll transition. We'll start with the prayer. Okay, let's do um, that. Figured we'd go with the collect. So mm. it's the 29th week in That's ordinary the beginning time. of Mass prayer, right? It is the beginning okay, of... thank you. Well, it's the sort of beginning. Well, of, like yes. the one there, the, the server brings the book up to the priest. Yes, it's after the penitential rite. Gosh, big fancy names. Stuff. You know everything for. What are you, in seminary? I'm trying. <laughs> Um, yes. So, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty, ever-living God, grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty and sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Good. I feel a little bit disrespectful because I took the opportunity of you praying to move the microphone away from my mouth and burp. <laughs> this, is, this is okay. This is okay. It was, People, this it was is for not... love of the listener. I was That's true. Say the viewer, but no one views. Them. <laughs> well, no, they can look at it, but it ain't gonna be nice. Um, yeah. So that's not what you should do when you're praying, people. I feel very collected now, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. I was just like, I gotta get this out. <laughs> cool. So. Yes, the question leads into the topic for tonight. Um, when meeting new people, at least like throughout my life, a common question I've gotten is, Joseph, what's your favorite kind of music? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a great question for one, but brings yet another question of, why is that such a common question? Um, huh. So I want to talk about music tonight. Uh, and specifically, why 
everyone has a favorite kind of music, or at least a preference. Okay, yeah, there's yeah. definitely preferences. See, oh, so okay, so is that the question? Is it, uh, sure, we'll start there. Why does everyone have a favorite kind of music? Well, first, do you have a favorite kind of music? Oh, okay. Why not? No, yeah, I let's don't. Start there. No. no, actually, okay. Here's the thing. I uh, I don't like music. I don't listen I to music. It. I like to roll on the floor <laughs> this, and listen to the sounds of something. I disagree entirely, which is fine. That'd make a great conversation. No, yeah, well, wouldn't that? Okay, um, but okay, no, I do agree. People have favorite kind. Of, I do know somebody who used to say like, I just don't like music. Now they listen to music though, so that was a lie. I think. You know, or change of heart, you know, either one. Yeah, I guess. I doubt it. Probably a Okay. Lot, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, so for me, what is my favorite kind of music? In one sense, if we're talking genre, I'd say it kind of changes. Um, there's times where I get into, like, really intense music, like, and I'm like, yeah! And then there's other times where I'm like, I can't deal with this, okay? And then I need some light, like, twinkle, like, do, 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 love. You know, something like that. And uh, I thank you. So I'm not sure what those genres would be, but I feel like the genre changes. But there is one aspect of music that I would say never changes it, over any of the genres that I always are my favorite songs. And it's songs that tell stories. <laughs> I hate that you have these answers. I love that you have these answers. Well, that... But I hate that you have these answers. <laughs> Fine, continue. That's just what you were going to talk about? I don't even know, but that was going to be my answer to the question. Oh, so. no way. Yeah, which is totally We're fun. more similar, maybe, than we think here. I agree. But, uh, okay, yeah, so songs that tell what do you, stories. What do you mean by a story, then? Yeah, let's, oh. let's differentiate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This one's really going to wander. Oh, I'm so my sorry. gosh. Goodness. What do I mean by a story? Yeah, when you a say tongue? a, a, a tongue. song. <laughs> when, you say tongue? A, <laughs> when you say a song tells a story, what, what kind of story do you mean by that? Oh, gosh. I mean... Because I know there's the, the 25th, 24th, the 20th. It's the 20th of, of, the of May. 20th all right. Of May. It's the greatest song ever written. The ballad of the 20th of May. At least it's the greatest song ever written right now. Um, it's songs that relay a series of events in order, uh, usually with a tension and a resolution. Wow. That's truly the definition of a story. Exactly. Are you, you know, taking a class on this? Uh, we're taking one right now. Okay. Um, but uh, I think. Yeah, songs that tell a story. But it doesn't necessarily have to be verbal. So one of my favorite things last year, I don't know why we haven't done this this year, but last year we used to gather often in my room, and we would listen to songs that didn't have any words, uh, like often orchestral music. Um, We'd just get the boys in my room, we'd we'd pass my phone around, and we'd play songs that didn't have any words, and we would talk about what does it make you think of? And it would usually be some sort of like story, like oh, it makes me think of like being on the boat coming into New York and seeing the Statue of Liberty and that feeling of going from you know the old country to America, this land of dreams, or like the feeling of after a war walking around a battlefield and like seeing every there's story in the in the song whether there's words or not. So I'd say that's my favorite kind of music. If I can find stories 
And it, I used to, so when I was a missionary at Coast Guard, I used to sneak on up into the balcony while the Coast Guard, Coast Guard band was practicing. Mm-hmm. They were really good. They're, they're, I don't know if they're a symphony. I think they're a symphony. Coast Guard. They're called the band, but I think it's a symphony. Whatever. Um, and they would just play these awesome songs. And I would just go sit up in the balcony and just imagine stories to them. Mm-hmm. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things to do. Um, so then I, I guess a follow-up to that then is does any song that tells a story interest you? Unless the music uh, is just absolutely terrible. And, like there's in the background, it's like, uh, which, you know, there's some songs that are like that. Uh, like Screamo, that, I wouldn't care. That wouldn't, I wouldn't no. care for that. Um, so it does have to be good music. But I would say, like, you know, the question, what, so what do I like? The only consistent thing that I like is, is, is stories. So it does depend on the music. I want, a, I want a good song that I enjoy with a good story. Uh, but the genre varies, but not completely and utterly. It's only about the story. Cool. What about, okay, what about you? So you have the same answer. I do, I do. I think most consistently throughout my life, I have enjoyed music that tells stories. Um, so at least before the 20th of May, one of my favorite songs was uh, The Boxer by Mark Oh, yeah. Sons, which is yeah. Just well, it's great, originally by... Uh, it's a cover by... It was originally by Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, you got to give this shout out. Shout out to Simon and Garfunkel. Yep. Um, but the Mumford and Sons cover in particular is, is better. a song that I love. Dearly. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yes, it tells a story. There's a tension. There's a rising action. <laughs> there's a, yeah, definitely. But the uh, but the beats wonderful. Um, but really, the the central aspect of it that I love is story. Um, and I agree. I think there are plenty of songs out there that uh, tell stories differently. Um, and orchestral music is. I think designed to do that. Like I think, I, you're I think right. that's the, yeah, and I think that's why movie scores uh, are so popular. Mm. Um, so like I know back when I was in like high school or college or whenever Inception came up, mm. like the Inception soundtrack was like everyone's study song or whatever. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it felt good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who that was in your school. <laughs> um, North Jersey's where I went to school. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. Because, uh, yeah, because it tells a story. Yeah. Um, and I think the songs without words allow you to tell your own story to some degree. Yeah. Um, but they guide you. They do. They do. And that's what's awesome about it. It's crazy. That was one of the crazy things when we would gather and you know, talk about these stories. We would have similar ideas usually. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. These are just sounds coming from strings and and blowing in weird tubes, and they can give us, like, similar ideas of stories. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, I do got to ask, what would you describe as a story in a song? Would you just, like, what yeah, counts? I mean, uh, it would be, I think what counts, ultimately, for, for the biggest number of people, is going to be a song that is relatable to experience in life. Oh. Um, yeah. 
So I don't know. I guess I struggle with the idea, like a lot of the popular music nowadays, like I really struggle to listen to because I don't find it interesting. See, I listen to a lot Um, of it. Yeah. I don't find it interesting. Um, I find it super repetitious, really shallow. Um, Yeah. But there's no denying the fact that it's, very popular it's it's in the name it's popular music Mm, people listen mm. to it right and so like there has to be something about that music um that people resonate with and so i guess my question is because i i I think music at its core is capable of this is this is the the thesis of this session oh a thesis (laughs) he held his hands up in the air like he was holding something the thesis um the thesis for this section this session, this podcast, whatever podcast. this is. What are we doing? Good gracious. Talk to each other on into microphones. <laughs> to microphones. Is that I think music remains important in people's lives because it's capable of telling stories well, in a way that no other medium can. Wow. Okay. Yes. That is... Oh, so <laughs> that's a big deal right there. Do you think... That yes, I do. <laughs> the, uh, thank God. <laughs> do you think that people listen to pop music because they get a story out of it? I think to some degree, yes. Um, yeah, because I don't think, at least, hmm, I, I, I will say there is pop music out there that is totally devoid, I think, of story. Yep. And so there there's a rhythm, right? And so people listen to it for the rhythm, for the beat, which I still think tells a story or at least conveys an experience. Mm. Um, uh, it's a very general, yeah, which is part of why I don't, uh, yeah, why I don't resonate with it because I, I want more structure than that, I guess. Okay. okay. Um, but I, I do think a lot of the popular songs tell stories. They're just really simple stories. Or there are stories huh. that are uh, typically filled with a lot of pain. Um, yeah, oh, that's definitely true. Yeah, John Bellion got famous of... for All Time Low, talking about how he's depressed. Yeah. That one gets me. And so it's popular because I think people resonate with that. And so it tells a story that says, this is a popular song. I'm hearing someone share and essentially live that experience through song with me. And that experience of living with them in this song is helping me describe my own interior life. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I kind of disagree. Please. Um, So because I, I, it it does. Cause I actually do like a lot of like pop popular music. I think a lot of that comes from growing up in a tractor where all we had was the radio for entertainment. Mm -hmm. If you got lucky and got a tractor with a radio, um, and so, like, you just listen to what was on the radio, which is the pop music. Yeah. Um, this was before we had iPods and Walkmans. And stuff. Yeah, technology. <laughs> technology is ruining the world. Um, but so I listen. I like pop music. Uh, and I it is different than my liking of, you know, like classical music. But I can see there was a change. I remember, um, you know, not liking like orchestral music because it was yeah. boring and 
you know, so what is this change that's happened? I think the change is that I've been able to see story more in the world. But, so, okay, well, then what is the reason for liking it in the first place? And what is, I think, the reason why most people like pop music? Okay. So, uh, a kind of an example of this, I remember being at a concert in, uh, at the Coast Guard Academy, and this guy was, it was like a live concert for this famous guy, and he was up there on stage and just like singing and talking about parties, and everybody was just like hopping around, like, ooh, yeah. And then one of the lines, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it was like, I'm here at this party, but I'm depressed and nothing's okay. Well, and and I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, what? And everybody's like, woo, yeah. But like the the song didn't change. That was just like thrown in there. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm depressed and thinking my life is terrible. And I was like, hold on, did anybody hear that? <laughs> uh, this man needs help. Uh, but so what is it then? Okay, people are, I think, a lot of times ignoring actually some of the story that's given to them for the feeling. Yeah, so that's I like pop music because of the feeling it gives me. And I'm, I, I know that's not as high of a like as like listening to an orchestra and getting a story from, from it. Um, but I'm still very much able to like listen to a song on the radio and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I like this beat. Here we go. Mm-hmm. But so like that song at that concert was just like it was a party. Everyone was having a party. It didn't matter the, really the story it told. The way it was, it was told projected an emotion and, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about with thing being passionate and stuff. People are, are so dulled in the world yeah. that they rely on music for emotion now. Not story. Song, I think, was started to tell story. And I think that's why humans, you know, have had song for hundreds of years because it tells stories. And it's just yeah. kind of natural. But I think in an age where everything is so dulled because, you know, if you want... If you want to stop hurting, then you have to dull the joy and everything. You just have to dull everything. You can't like specifically say, I want to dull you know, this part of my heart. I want to do that. It's got to be like, I'm going to shut down. Yeah. So people rely on music for their emotions now. How many people do you see on a college campus walking around with, with headphones on? Pretty much all of them. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. And it annoyed the crap out of me when I was on, in college. It's like there's so much going on in the world. They're like, look around. There's the beauty of creation. Look around. There's other people. There's so many good things. There's people driving by. Life is happening. Uh, but I was happy. I, I, I had satisfaction. And other people aren't happy. Yeah. Because they've shut down, but they want to feel something. So they have to constantly be pumping emotion in to their, into their brains through music. So pop music is... Some of it is designed to tell good stories, like Taylor Swift's, one of Taylor Swift's <laughs> new songs. I love Taylor Swift. It's good. Uh, tells a great story. Love that. But a lot of it, you know, people like a lot of, like, Taylor Swift stuff I because mean, of think, the emotion. Well, yes, because of the emotion. But her in particular, she, st- she tells a story in all of her songs. Uh, not all of them, I would say. Mm. Some of the more poppy ones. I stay up too late. I don't like that song because it doesn't tell a story as much as her other ones. Like uh, Last Great American Dynasty, so good. <laughs> because it just straight up tells a story. 
All right. So then, would you say that there's like a the only word I can think of this is is gradation. So is there like a a pro a progression? That's a better way to say it. Is there a progression of quality of music based on how well they convey a story? I've never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. I've definitely thought there's a grade. What'd you say? Pres- Gradation, progression, no, progression. I think yeah. that's a better word. There is a progression, a scale, really, of uh, like quality of music. Uh, you know, there's stuff that's lower, and then there's stuff that's higher. Um, but I've never really thought of it in terms of story. Um, but I think that How might would you be true. Think of it then? I don't. Have you ever thought? Of I've it? never thought of really? it. Let's be okay. honest. I've just been like, yeah, okay. As as Father Dennis says, cardiac B is not as good as Mozart. <laughs> her name's Cardi B, yeah. but he calls her cardiac <clears throat> B. Um, and I've been like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I, I I can agree with that. Yeah. But I never really thought why. This is a difference between me and you. Well. Um... Yeah, so I guess that's the question is, I think there is a difference in quality of music. And my, my thought is the, the way to tell that difference is its ability to tell a story to the person, right? Um, so do you agree or do you not? Because I, I, I do agree in terms of like, I think music is capable of conveying feelings. Yeah. Um, which in my mind is still conveying a story because in terms of like Mm. the artist or the composer of that song, depending on, I guess what the song is, um, like has a story in mind that they're conveying. It's kind of, it's, I guess it's kind of how I think of paintings, you know, Mm. like an abstract painting is still a painting and it's still to Mm. some degree tells a story. Like that's why they're popular. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if I would compare most abstract art or really I can, I can think of very few examples of abstract art that I would compare with like a Renaissance painting, you know, and say, yeah. these are the same quality. <laughs> That's <know>? true. Like, <laughs> that um, is true. So. Um, at least, yeah, like modern abstract art. But, but uh, yeah, so I, I can see what you're saying, though. So an emotion really is kind of like a super simplified short story. I think so. It's kind of like in, instead of like walking you through this this real story of like here's these things that are happening. Oh no, here we go. Oh, here good. There you go. And like letting you find the emotion in the story yourself. A lot when it, the song just conveys an emotion, it's kind of just like here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- I think we've seen an explosion of genres recently. Actually, this is kind of a weird tangent, but um, gotta love a tangent. Yeah, I think in the last 10 or 15 years, we've seen, if you if you get on Spotify, there's a genre for every kind of subtype of music That's imaginable true. now. I really like Cowboys and Outlaws on Spotify. Is that a genre? I, I don't know. It's a, it's a playlist. It's a playlist. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a subgenre for everything. And, and I actually think it's because of exactly what you're saying of um, there are songs that are designed to convey a particular emotion for people. And so, so like, if, I mean, you see that in anywhere. Like if I want a workout playlist, I want a song that typically has higher beats per minute, you know, going to yeah. have, uh, 
more excitement in it, more kind of like matching my heart rate more than mm. anything else. Whereas if I want to sit and think or I want to study, I want something that can kind of blend into the background. Um, if I want to like, I don't know, think or listen to music with friends, then I want to share a story with them. Yeah, and definitely. That's, yep. And that's typically music that I find, I guess, I guess in this case, high music. I'm doing air quotes. You yeah, can, you yeah. See them, you know what I think is interesting? Another tangent. Uh, I I'm think, totally wondering right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's a, let's continue the wonder. Um, I think you're right, but I think it's interesting that the idea of background music I think would have blown people's mind in like the Middle Ages. Oh, truly. You know, truly. I remember when I when I first got to the seminary. Sorry, I totally just interrupted. That's you. all I had. Um, yeah, when I first got to the seminary. We actually had a, it was kind of a one-off class uh, with our musical director where we were talking about the history of music over, it was like two weeks, history of liturgical music, mm. um, which on the surface sounds boring, um, but actually it? turned out to be super interesting. Really? See, um, I thought that sounded interesting, but, but sometimes sounded boring, but well, okay, fair. here we go. Um, yeah, it was super interesting. Because a large part of the evolution of liturgical music was the space in which the music was sung. Yeah. And so after that class, you know, we're talking about how as the church kind of becomes more secularized, the buildings get bigger because there aren't house churches anymore. Yeah. Um, and so you have these huge congregations, huge churches. The churches are built to convey a story because everything is story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that that's the that's the next podcast. Oh, Everything is story. Gosh, it's so true though. We're made <laughs> um, for stories. We're human. We're truly made for stories. Um, and so the space became bigger, which means you had reverb and echoes, and that means you have a, this totally new idea because spaces had never been outside of caves. You know, mm. spaces had never been this big. Yeah, indoor, where large groups of people would gather to sing songs. Coordinated in, a, coordinated in a way to actually like do that. You yeah. Know? Um, and so you see liturgical music change. And so I remember there was like that week where I was thinking about this and I would walk into the chapel because our chapel is, uh, is a pretty large space, huge ceilings. Yeah. It has a great echo in it. Yeah. And I kept thinking about like how much I take music for granted. Yeah. And that the church like would have been a place where someone could come and hear beautiful music in a way that they never would have heard it before because there just weren't spaces that big to do it. Mm. And so the church was literally designed to be a place in society that could convey wonder in a way that no other space could. Yeah. By the nature of what it was, <laughs> which is just insane to me. That is um, cool. So, yeah, I often think about like the availability I have to access literally any song or genre or person or whatever um, is absolutely insane. And I don't know. I, I I'm kind of torn with that because I think it it degrades the experience of actually listening to a 
song. Like you miss the experience of someone actually singing that song to you. Yeah, oh, definitely. So. Okay, this brings up kind of another question then. Okay, so with the availability of music, kind mm-hmm. of getting back to what we were first talking about, today you can ask people, what's your favorite kind of music? Mm-hmm. And people have an answer. And then think about it. Yeah. Back, you know, a long time ago, was that as much of a reality because it wasn't as available? So, you know, it was like, you know, obviously Beethoven is good and the best because it's the best because we don't listen to just tons and tons and tons of hours of music. We hear like folk songs and Beethoven if we go to a big performance. Uh, you know, do you think that that's true? Do you feel like they would have all had the same, this is my favorite kind of music? See, I don't, I don't think the question would have been, do you have a favorite kind of music? It would have been, when's the last time you listened to music? <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I don't think there would have been a question of, do you like music? You know? Well, that's true. Um, but I mean, that's why you, there was so much more of a prevalence of just like singing and like folk songs and yeah. like, sea shanties and all these things. I think there was so much more traditional low music in a sense of like, okay, this is what we just can get all the time. And then there was high music. But did everybody agree like, yeah, this is the best? Because there's only a couple of high musicians. I don't know. I mean, that's all speculation on my part because I have like, I have no clue. I w- I've been um, back in the oh, Middle Ages. So. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, that that yeah. kind of makes me wonder, is the idea of having a favorite kind of music, and like the fact that for me, it changes the genre. I mean, like, is that a what? new reality? Right? Like, that you could have a favorite kind of music? Like, know. is that a new thing in the last 200, 100 years, you know? Um I, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it can't be, but it kind of. But, yeah, I guess the I guess the core of my wonder is the like, amazement that we even have music, and that it continues to be something that like, every society has a history of singing and folk songs yeah. and a style of music associated with it, and so like, what is it about being human that necessitates music? And I think I think that's story. I think I would sense. agree with you and what you said in the first place of your thesis yeah. of like it it tells story in a way that nothing else can. You yeah. know, like because it, it adds so much more. You can listen to the lines of a song just spoken and you're like, Oh good. And then you put music to it and you're like, Oh oh my gosh, my heart. Ugh. Yeah, so I think music is capable in a way that story typically clings typically can't and maybe this is too strong Hmm. i think music in a particular way is more quickly able to rend the heart yeah then just then just a just telling a story one person to another i think you're right um but I guess that depends on the quality of the music. You know? That's true, but I so think you're right. It's because, and that's because it tells more of the story. You know, it gives you. I think it conveys you, the emotion in a way that that you just can't do with your normal with just voice. speaking. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I don't know what, but I feel like there's something more there than just emotion. Too is it just story and emotion, or? I think it's a recreation. 
You know what? You know what I think it is? Going back to what we talked about a little while ago, I think that music has an intrinsic sense of mystery. Wow. Way to call it back. Uh Uh-huh. Dang. Because I think, so when we were talking about mystery, Uh it it becomes like this mystery becomes an invitation. You know, like the mystery of God is really not God pushing us away, but inviting us in. And there's always going to be more to know of him. And music, it gives you so much in a sense that it allows you to see how much more there is Mm. and invites you into the mystery that is beyond what is being given to you. And we love mystery. We're made for mystery. So I think that, you're right, it does involve story, but I think that that story in a sense is a part of mystery that is inviting us deeper. I can, uh, I can dig that. Yeah. I can, yep. I, yes. I like that a lot. Bless the Lord, that just came to me. Pop! There it is. And I think that's a, that's a good, good place to kind of wrap it. I guess so. So really it just comes back to mystery. Mystery and story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh. I think that that's, if we're talking about kind of just the emotion bluntly given to us by new music, has much less mystery. I think there is still mystery there. Yeah. But otherwise it wouldn't be interesting. Yeah. Like yeah. people wouldn't listen. That's true. That's why people hmm because if if the mystery is totally removed, it's just facts, you know, and yeah. who who sits down and reads facts, you know, no, and uh, some people, but not my kind of people. So <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah, so uh, I guess I I leave the the podcast with the question of you, dear listener. Wow, breaking the what is this the fourth, fourth fifth, seventh Um Yeah, what's your favorite music? Why? why does it? Yeah, why does it? Why is it your favorite? Does it move your heart? Does it rend your heart? I love that word, rend. Rend. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, and with that, uh, I'm I'm. I'm good. Do you have anything else? No, that's, I mean, that's a good place. There we go. There's a lot of wondering left to do, but that's all the wondering we have time for. Yeah, if anything, I have, as usual, way more questions. That's good. (laughs) We are wondering and wandering. All righty, folks, may all of your wonders and wanders be blessed. Peace and blessings.